Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan, over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to, and downloaded the Qalam Podcast. Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And inshallah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqah Jariyah. Please go to supportqalam.com. That's support, Q-A-L-A-M, supportqalam.com, and provide your most generous support. Millions of people all around the world are insha'Allah, bi'idnillah, going to benefit from all of this work, and this will be your sadaqah jariyah for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillahi walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Alhamdulillah for our series during the month of Ramadan, during Salatul Taraweeh this year. Um, we're covering the ayat of the Qur'an that talk about the concept of peace and tranquility. Today we're going to explore the word that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses in the Qur'an, At-Tamanina. The word Tamanina in the Arabic language comes from the root which refers to something being still, for something to be quiet, for something to not have movement. So the idea is stillness, quietude, a calmness. And that's the concept of tamanina. And the first time Allah introduces us to this concept of stillness and calmness. Well, first and foremost, the stillness and calmness, the word tamanina, refers to a physical calmness, a lack of physical movement. But then it was figuratively used to refer to how the state of a person's mind, the condition of a person's heart. And it was figuratively used in that meaning. And over time, it actually became dominant in that meaning of being still and quiet and calm. And so the first time Allah introduces us to this concept where He's addressing, where He's talking about a calmness of the heart is actually in Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah number 2, the second chapter, in ayah number 260. This is at the beginning of the third juz. And Allah introduces us to this concept by sharing with us a moment from the life of the Prophet Ibrahim Ibrahim is not some ordinary person. He's not even an ordinary prophet. He is from 
the greatest of the prophets of God. He is from the upper echelon of the le- of the messengers of Allah. And he is referred to in the Quran, Allahu Ibrahim Khalila. He is referred to as the friend of God himself. Ibrahim Khalilullah. And there are many, many other remarkable things that can be said about Ibrahim alayhi salam. There are many other accolades for Ibrahim alayhi salam. So this moment from the life of the Prophet Ibrahim is, he turns to Allah, he calls on Allah, he prays to Allah, basically to put it into some terminology that we understand, he makes dua. He has a conversation with God. وَإِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ رَبِّي My Lord, my Master أَرِنِي كَيْفَ تُحِي الْمَوْتَى Please show me Allow me to see Permit me to witness How exactly it is That you revive the dead That you bring the dead back to life That you grant life to those who had died long after they died. The concept fascinates me. The idea is remarkable. And I would love to witness that. Allah responds to Ibrahim and He says, Awalam tu'min? Do you not believe? Now, of course, Ibrahim does believe. And of course, Allah knows that Ibrahim believes. But Allah presents this question because this exchange, this moment, this conversation becomes an opportunity for us to be able to learn. So Allah says, Awalam tu'min, do you not believe? And Ibrahim says, Bala, of course I believe, my Lord. But rather I ask, why? Walakin inna qalbi. I ask so that my heart may find this tranquility, a calmness, a serenity in this idea, this concept, by witnessing your majesty, by witnessing your glory, by witnessing your power, by witnessing your miraculous capacity, my heart will find tranquility and peace in witnessing your glory. And then Allah goes on to command him, قَالَ فَخُذْ أَرْبَعَةً مِنَ الطَّيْرِ Take four birds. فَصُرْهُنَّ إِلَيْكَ Get those four birds, pull them to you, and then cut them up into pieces. ثُمَّ جَعَلَ عَلَى كُلِّ جَبَلٍ مِنْهُنَّ جُزْعَ And then take the pieces of these birds and spread them around at the different mountaintops. He was in a mountainous region, so take the pieces of these birds that you have chopped up and cut up and spread them around the whole area. And then go and call them that I command you by the permission and the will of Allah, come to me. And the narration that Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu mentions as relayed by Ibn Kathir and Al-Qurtubi and many others, that Ibrahim alayhi salam, 
he went and he stood there and he said, in the name of Allah, I command you to come. I ask you to come. And the pieces of the birds started to come together, float together, fly together, and piece together. Now there were four separate birds, so those pieces are separating from one another and combining together with the correct parts of each particular bird. And then the birds fully came together and came to Ibrahim and he held each one in his hand. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, And know that God is almighty and God is all wise. And so this is a really remarkable moment from the life of Ibrahim Khalilullah alayhi salam that is being shared with us in the Quran. But the part that we're going to particularly focus on is Ibrahim alayhi salam says something very interesting when explaining why he's made this request. Why has he called out to his Lord? Why has he said, Rabbi, and then made this particular request that I want to witness your glory in action? He said, inna qalbi. So that my heart may find the kind of peace, tranquility, calmness, serenity that every heart craves, that every human being is searching and looking for. And so the takeaway here is two things, two lessons for us here tonight from ayah number 260 in Surah Al-Baqarah. That's for the heart to find contentment, for us to be able to achieve that calmness of the soul, the calmness, the stillness of the mind, a peace and a tranquility in the heart. There are two secrets that are shared here in this ayah. Number one, Rabbi. He spoke to God. He had a conversation with Allah. When he wanted to achieve that calmness, he knew there's only one place you go to that. And that is you go to Allah. You talk to Allah. And the conundrum is that the more disturbed we feel, the more perturbed we are, the more flustered and frustrated and upset and anxious we are, Shaitan plays with us in those moments, capitalizes on that opportunity, and the last thing we want to do is pray. And maybe you've heard somebody say this, maybe you've said it at the very least, maybe the thought has crossed your mind. I'm over here, I'm all upset, and you're just telling me, just go make wudu and say Allahu Akbar. What's that gonna do? What's that gonna fix? You're just telling me, sit down, oh, make dua, brother, make dua, everything, make dua. You people say that to everything, make dua. Right? Light's not working, make dua. Right? Somebody parked behind my car, make dua. Everything, make dua. We, we get frustrated like that. We've thought these things. Maybe we've even said these things. We've definitely heard these things. But this is that reminder from the Quran that no, no, no. Oh, that is our, that is the feebleness of our minds. And that is the trap of shaitan that is telling us not to talk to Allah in that moment. But what we need more than anything is exactly to talk to Allah. Rabbi. And number two is remove all the distractions, put everything else aside, and spend a little time reflecting on, pondering, looking at the glory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why 
you know, it's explained in different forms when people talk about, you know, spending time in nature, right? But that's only meaningful if you're doing it, understanding that this is the creation of Allah, reflecting on the greatness of Allah. Otherwise, a tree is a tree. Right? You don't go there to appreciate the tree. You go there to appreciate the creator of the tree. That's why Allah says in the Quran, وَجَعَلْنَا السَّمَاءَ سَقَفًا That we made the sky a ceiling محفوظة. He said we didn't make the sky a ceiling that protects you. Allah says we made the sky a ceiling and that ceiling itself is protected. Because the ceiling protects you. But Allah is saying your ceiling, the sky itself is protected. Meaning, whenever you're looking up at the sky, don't let your mind and your heart stop at the sky, but go beyond that and remember that there is the one who created the sky. When you walk around at night and you admire the stars in the sky, well first you'll admire Usadubayla's string lights, but then after that, once you admire the stars in the sky, okay, then remember there's the one who created that, those stars in that sky, right? That there's the one who adorned, he says in the Quran, he adorned the sky with the stars. And so talk to Allah, pray to Allah, have a conversation with Allah. And number two, spend a little time appreciating the greatness of Allah, marveling at the remarkable power of Allah. And those two things are very powerful in creating that sense of stillness, calmness, tamanina. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all serenity and tranquility during this blessed month. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, subhanakallah wa bihamdik. Nashhadu wa la ilaha illa anta, nastaghfirka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum.